The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kurt, and welcome back to Farlands or Bust, episode 564. That's right, my shovel just broke on episode 564. I should look behind me, shouldn't I? There could be a creeper. Uh, yeah, welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Today is, what is today? Saturday, place the block, there we go, Saturday... February 27th, 2016. When did you lose all this health, Wolfie? Why Why is your tail not upright in, in its locked and upright position? I totally missed this block up here. Well, I guess it was nighttime, but that would have been a neat place to make a hidey hole. Oh well, <laughs> too late now. We are continuing west to those far lands, like I said, episode 564. And we are up to $23,000 on the dot. Somebody had to get it on the dot. Raised for Child's Play Charity during Season 6 here of Farlands or Bust over at farlandsorbust.com. All one word, all lowercase. Remember when you had to say that? Or like people would give web addresses and they'd like say the www. <laughs> www.farlandsorbust.com. All one word, all lowercase. <laughs> oh, such naive times of internet past. But yeah, farlandsabus.com is where you will find a widget. A donation widget for Child's Play Charity, as well as a button to press upon that widget that will uh, take you to the donation page where you can donate. How many more times can I say the word donate? And uh, with that donation, you can leave a comment. And in that comment that I will see... Uh, on my end of things, you can leave a question that I will uh, hopefully get to in a future episode of Far Lines of Bust. I, I bequeathed you all to donate and give me your questions for this episode. And for this episode is when I will answer most of them. Some of them. I've got quite a few. At least, uh, what do we got? Ten? I think about ten new questions here. I've got a couple that we had lingering from the previous uh, episode. But uh, we will get to those as intended, and we will get on towards the Far Lands here for another episode. I mentioned in the last episode that the SpaceX Falcon 9 was going to launch on Tuesday. It did not. They started the countdown on Wednesday and got to like a minute and a half and had to hold, 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 and then scrub, scrub, scrub. So now it's actually been delayed no earlier than Sunday. For those of you who are not aware of space flight, sometimes when things get delayed, uh, they'll t- get the, instead of giving you a specific, oh, this day is the, the next launch date, they'll say net, N-E-T, no earlier than Sunday. So we'll get, as we get closer to Sunday is when we find out the, the certainty of whether or not they're going to attempt it again. It all depends on the range from the Air Force. This is an Air Force launch facility. That SpaceX launches from in Florida. Uh, so you gotta wait for the range clearance from the Air Force, careful Wolfie. Uh, as well as weather and, and other such interestingness. They didn't really give a reason why the second time it wasn't scrubbed. Um, speculation is that it's their new fuel source type that needs to be like super chilled. 
and uh, needs to be a specific temperature that perhaps they're not achieving this temperature. Uh, so I guess maybe they're waiting to get the green light on all that stuff. You know, you got to do the polling and go, no go, go, no go, and all that stuff. And they had a, they had a no go, so well they actually didn't get to the go, no go uh, poll before the last launch uh, attempt the other day. So fair warning, no earlier than Sunday. Could could be later than that, but no earlier than Sunday. They've been uh, scheduled about six ish p.m. Eastern time. Uh, they've got a bit of a window to uh, to launch. It's not as specific as when they launch to the space station. When like, oh, you have to launch now in order to sync up with the orbit. Uh, but this is uh, we've got like a 90 minute window. Window. Uh, the problem is, is by the time they've reached T minus zero. Uh, whoops! I've got my speakers on. Hope you didn't hear an echo there. Uh, by the time they reach uh, T, you know, I don't know what it is, 14 minutes, 7 minutes before launch. Uh, if they scrub within then, then they can't recycle the launch sequence to stay within the window, so that's why they just scrub, uh, if that makes any sense. So yeah, just a little bit of update on that uh, that news that I mentioned before. Because they are going to uh, launch and then attempt once again to, to, to land on the barge. Of course, it could have, maybe it was something with the, the barge or something like that. You know, that that's also another consideration that they're taking into account now before they launch. Uh, although that's not the primary mission, uh, it's still something that perhaps they consider. But no, no word uh, that I've heard, no word that I've heard as of yet. Uh, we need wood and uh, wool would be helpful as well. Let's, let's chop it down to wood, get, get some resources. We didn't have any wood at the end of the last episode. Of course, in beta, Minecraft beta 1.7.3. <laughs> Do you like my hat? It's a hat. Ooh, some crazy stuff happens there. Sorry, seizures, seizures, epileptic warning. Uh, what was I saying? I was about to say something, but then I got distracted by the snow hat. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so yeah, we're, we're, we're going to continue on here. And let me actually start answering these questions from a from a snow biome. Well, from going from a snow biome to a normal biome. Flaming Earth left a donation and this question. They said, in case you were wondering, yes, my name is a play on global warming. What are your thoughts on the issue? <laughs> Asked very nonchalantly and in a passive tense. Uh, I've already mentioned many a times what my thoughts on the issue were. I don't think it matters what the thoughts are, it matters what the facts are. And the facts are that, that global warming is a thing that's happening, and it's caused by us, and uh, thing, things have got to change. Things have got to change indeed. This past January was the hottest January on record. <laughs> Uh, as uh, as far as the global temperature is concerned, January. <laughs> so uh, I think that uh, you know, and every month, every year. I know. I think even 2015 was the hottest year on uh, in 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 recorded history, uh, as far as even the the increase. Careful of a gosh. Well, I wonder if I oh, can I like? Oh, I can. Jesus. Uh, not really, I don't think he did that, but, uh, so yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's real, and, uh, fix, 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 fix a game, 
humans. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's really, yeah. Uh, what else? Also, the last couple winters in Chicago were mild instead of cold. Would you have delayed? Oh, if the last couple winters in Chicago were mild instead of cold, uh, would you have delayed your move to Phoenix? No, that was independent of the weather. It was always an idea. It was always, I don't know about a plan, but just a, a thought. Um, and the time, well, the timing wasn't right at all. The timing is never right to pick up and move across the country. But, uh, no, that, yeah, the weather really had nothing to do with it. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> so there. Um, how many episodes in Flob did your neighbors open their garage door at, at the old place? Uh, will any, anyone accept this challenge to, well, oh, just Flob? I was going to say, it happened in a lot of series. It, it happened in, like, multiplayer series where the other people could hear it on their end. Uh, so yeah, the the old garage door thingy, and that was because was that a creeper? No, that, that was, those are cactus. <laughs> I just saw that out of the corner of my eye. Um, yeah, the problem was my uh, that office, that second bedroom office, was above a garage because it was kind of it was kind of a townhousey situation, and uh, I, I was above the neighbor's garage, uh, whereas my living room was above my own garage, and uh, so I really had no control over whether or not the neighbor's garage would open and close. They also had a very creaky and in need of lubrication and perhaps fixing by a licensed garage door repair technician because it was extremely loud and creaky and just metal on metal, bare dry metal on metal sort of situation that was really sad and loud. Loud noises! Um, Perhaps they needed a new spring. One of the things that happened while I lived there was my garage door spring broke, uh, so it was possible that it was time for them to get a new one as well. You need more health. Let me actually give you this one. Boop. There we go. Uh, so yeah, that was that was a, a constant thing. Of course, now I guess the new thing is uh, in the new place is is Eva. Uh, whenever the doorbell rings, she freaks out and <laughs> barks, barks, barks. So uh, that's starting to be the new background noise of of uh, Kurt J. Macatude. Uh, in Arizona here, but yeah, thank you Flaming Earth for your donation and your question Joe This is also a the last the final two questions from the previous round and then the next ones all came within the last episode when I asked for questions Joe asks would I would like to know if you will come to the UK to meet your British fans Well, I don't particularly specifically decide to go anywhere in particular to meet fans. Uh, I suppose if there was some sort of convention uh, or or even some sort of... I don't think it would ever be the case, but like, say, like the Mindcrack Marathon happened in San Francisco this year. If it were ever to happen overseas... And again, I doubt it. <laughs> but if it were ever to happen overseas, that would be another opportunity. But I'm, I'm not planning any like, well, I'm going to take this trip for the sole purpose uh, without any other reason uh, to do a meetup. So I wouldn't hold your breath for that. I do kind of regret not going to the last Minecon, but then at the same time, I don't because it was literally around the same time I was moving. And that was stressful. <laughs> so I didn't need any more stress to that. Speaking of stress, zombies this morning. Zombies, let's go to sleep. Continue in the morning. <sighs> And a stressness. Stressness. 
Let's get rid of that. Let's go shear that sheep as well. I said, I said I needed wool. So let us shear the sheep. Uh, so yeah, no particular plans. Uh, as of yet, as of now, or, or as of the near or even distant future. Uh, also, as an American, what intrigues you about us across the pond? Finally, is there a place in UK slash Europe you would enjoy to hike around? What intrigues? Mm, not much. <laughs> you all, y'all aren't an intriguing bunch. I'll tell you what. What? Go. They need the boat. Um. Like, you don't really have weird food or anything. Uh, your accents? <laughs> um, the fact that you drive on the wrong side of the road? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not easily intrigued. Sorry. <laughs> um, um, sorry, I don't... I've not done any research or even considered... Like, if I think about vacations, Europe, and specifically uh, the UK, has really never crossed my mind. Uh, so, hi! <laughs> um, what was the, where would you like to go hiking? That's another thing, I don't know, the only thing I know about Europe is the cities. I don't know what n- nice hiking places or nature stuff there is to do. Uh, and and every time I mention that, I get plenty of comments telling me, oh, this, or oh, that, or uh, these cliffs in Ireland, or this place in France, or, you know, whatever. I just don't, it's not, as an American, we have all this stuff here, the Grand Canyon, oh, Bryce Canyon, oh, the the Yellowstone, uh, Yosemite, and uh, the the mountains in the the Northwest, and uh, blah, 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 that kind of captures... The entire space in our brains for potential travel places, at least to me. I'm not much of a... I mean, I know people, oh, travel as much as you can. Travel, travel, travel. Yeah, yeah, it's neat, but I'm not a huge travel bug uh, or anything like that. I don't have huge travel desires or, uh, you know, people, oh, I've always wanted to visit... I've always wanted to visit Japan or blah, blah, blah. I don't have any of that stuff. I mean, maybe like Antarctica, that'd be cool to just go there because it's like going to another planet. That's as close as I'd ever get to going to another planet. Uh, but otherwise, I don't really... I have no distinct plans. I could foresee myself living out my life and never actually doing that simply because it's uh, beyond the scope of my planning abilities. Are those just... A, oh, okay. I thought this was all like trees. I'm like, that was a lot of trees. I mean, that still is a lot of trees for being on top of that mountain, but I, I I was at first see the fog distance perplexes us from a distance distance. So yeah, thank you, Joe, for that question. I'm assuming you're from the UK. <laughs> uh, let's see, and here we go. Let's get down to some of these questions that we got since the last episode. Alex, I'm helping my parents move out to Phoenix from Michigan at the end of March, and we'll be spending a few days with them. Are there any not-so-touristy hiking trails close-ish by that you know of? Well, it all depends on where. I mean, Phoenix is fairly widely spread out. I mean, it's no LA or anything like that, but uh, typically speaking, from the center of Phoenix, 
uh, pretty much everywhere else is like a 30-minute drive away. <laughs> no matter where you're going, it's about a 30-minute drive away, uh, which is pretty convenient and, and uh, a testament to their otherwise quite clean and clear and free and uh, easy-to-navigate freeway system. Uh, I, my one of my personal favorite is uh, a bit a bit out east and a bit outside of of Phoenix proper. Uh, it's called the Lost Dutchman State Park, and uh, that's got some really cool, uh, a pretty simple main loop hiking trail. A bit of elevation, I think it's rated as moderate, uh, but really cool cliff sides. I tweeted a picture of it when I was there. A couple times ago, it's, there's these just sheer, sheer cliff faces, and perhaps I like it because it does remind me a bit of the Farlands. There's these sheer cliff faces with all these, uh, you know, pointy crags and, and openings and stuff, and uh, it, it is kind of just like a sheer wall, uh, which is kind of cool, uh, in my opinion. Uh, that's that's probably one of my favorite. There's also a trail that I'm I'm hoping one day to get good enough at that actually goes all the way to the top to the what's known as the uh, the iron... Uh, what the heck is it called? Ironing board or the iron head? Something. Uh, but that, I think, takes a six or seven hour round trip hike and the trail disappears, so they recommend that you bring a topographic map so that you know where you're going. So I'm gonna have to learn how to properly navigate uh, before I decide to try that. I started that uh, trail once uh, and it is really cool. It goes like up into the canyon uh, but then it just got to be too far and too much for me, uh, so I turned back because I, I was not prepared for such a, a six or seven hour hike. Uh, but that would be that would be interesting to try. Um, people are probably going to recommend Camelback Mountain. That's in the heart of kind of a little bit north of Phoenix. That is the touristy one. That's a free city one. It's also where everybody in the city goes to like run. Crazy people jog up and down and time themselves. Uh, surprisingly, though, that's like super difficult. I end up seeing like grandmas and like little kids and families trying to go all the way up to the top. Uh, people die. <laughs> people die quite frequently trying to do that, specifically because they underestimate the Phoenix heat. But it's like serious. Like the next time I go, I want to bring gloves because you have to climb, like climb, climb. And uh, I, I, it's interesting. And I suppose from the top, you get a nice view of the entire city, but it's too crowded for me. Too many of the, the runners uh, running up and down and timing themselves and uh, too many of the families that you want to like be like, you should probably turn back, that kid's looking a little purple in the face. Uh, and, you know, all that stuff. So that's that's probably one I would avoid uh, if you just want to... Alternately, I would recommend South Mountain. That's where I drove up in my vlog. That's one that you can just drive up uh, and, and enjoy. Uh, but yeah, the, the off-the-beaten-path one... It gets crowded sometimes around holidays, but uh, normally it's not too crowded, specifically weekdays. It would be Lost Dutchman. Uh, is probably one of my favorites. And uh, yeah, there's some some around. Uh, Santan is a lot further south. Uh, there's actually one halfway between Phoenix and Tucson called P Pikachu. <laughs> Pikachu. I always call it Pikachu. It's something else. It's a, like a, a Native American name, but P Pikachu or something. It's, it looks like Pikachu Peak, uh, which is an interesting hike. And again, because it is so far away from the city, it's probably not as crowded. I think that one's also a state park. Uh, the thing is, you have to pay for state parks. There's like $7 per car to enter. Not bad. Uh, as opposed to the city parks are free. Uh, so yeah, I'm, uh, I mean, I would... That, that, there. That, that's my recommendation, my friend. 
any really cool places I need to see whilst I'm there? He continues asking. I just enjoy the hiking. Uh, the zoo is pretty good. The zoo is halfway decent. Uh, it's not like a crazy awesome zoo, but it's actually quite large for a zoo. It's got it's a lot of recent renovations that make it really up to date. Uh, the Phoenix Zoo, I would recommend that, I guess. Uh, if you're the zoo-going type, anyway. Um, you're here in March, you can catch a spring training game. <laughs> spring training is going on. The White Sox uh, are in one place, and I guess the Cubs are somewhere else. If you're in, Are you from Michigan? I don't know. Where does Milwaukee do spring training? Uh, oh no, that's Wisconsin. Uh, who, who? Detroit? The Tigers? I don't know where they do spring training. A lot of them around here. Uh, so yeah, Phoenix. Travis, with his donation, asks, I recall when Curiosity landed on Mars, you did a live stream event. Would you consider doing something along the lines of similar things? <laughs> Whoa, I added about 14 more words than he actually typed there. Would you consider doing something similar for your March Madness stream a day? Trademark. Maybe some SpaceX launches with beard cam? Um, I've thought of that. I'm honestly not 100% sure as to uh, the legality. Maybe not the legality, but just the Twitchality of it. Uh, when Curiosity landed, Twitch was still very much, pretty much just a sub section of Justin TV, uh, and they really didn't care much. Uh, I think I made it. I think it, I think it counted because I actually the majority of the screen I had was the uh, the 3D representation from uh, uh, Eyes on the Solar System that 3D program of the landing, uh, so I think that could have counted maybe. But yeah, I know now Twitch is a little bit more stickler about categories and stuff, like uh, you can't do Lego under creative and this under that or whatever under that. So, I don't know if that would qualify, or if I would get in trouble for it. Also, with SpaceX, uh, being as specifically like these satellite missions aren't NASA missions, uh, their broadcasts are technically their broadcasts, and not the government's property and or uh, specifically uh, open to the public. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, public domain, like NASA footage is, so... Uh, that would get a little bit hairy as well with the commercial launches, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably going to try to keep it simple for myself as far as the uh, the game, just gameplay stuff. But we'll see. I mean, if anything happens that's interesting, we might. Uh, but but otherwise, not no specific plans. I'm not I'm not sure even what the the launch schedule situation is for March. But indeed, thank you, uh, Travis, for the donation and your question. Let's go to sleep and continue answering these questions in the morning. Ooh, and awakeness. That was a weird snore. Oh, God, no, not another freeze. Hold on now. Oh, Nelly. Why do you do this? Are we all right? Now, I wonder what happens if we just continue walking. I'm very curious. I know specifically I might want to press F3 to see what my memory usage is. Actually, let me... Hold on a minute. Let me look at my uh, uh, resource monitor. That's the task manager. What is the resource monitor in Windows 10? Uh, all right, I'm back. 
Oops, I have it open over my questions. That's not going to work. Alright, the level has been saved. Wolfie is still here. I haven't exited the game. Woof. So, let's... I mean, everything looks fine. Uh, uh, only five, five gigs of memory are being used per the 32 that I have. So memory's not an issue, of course. Of course, uh, Java has its own limitations that it might be capping out on. CPU usage is, is way down. It's nothing worth causing a fuss about. So I think we're all right. So let's continue on. Keep an eye on it really closely. And let's answer... Gemma Day's question, what is your advice on how to best play and win a UHC? Well, I think you're barking up the wrong tree there. Uh, have someone donate money to charity to give you potions of strength and regeneration. <laughs> That's the one and only way I know how to win a UHC. Um, I'm, I don't know, I'm afraid to kind of admit that probably the best strategy if winning is your only concern is is to hide and uh, let everybody else hurt themselves and kill each other and get their health down and use up all their resources and then go out and uh, take that final kill perhaps uh, but that's not the best strategy for having fun or in my personal terms for for making decent video um, yeah so yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think there is one. Uh, I mean, we have discovered on the speed UHCs, the Sonic UHCs, we do during live streams, and we've done a couple times with, with friends and multiplayer videos. Uh, gold is even more important specifically there, because you don't have too much time to get enchanted, you can't go to the nether to get potions or anything like that. Uh, in, in that case, just having gold and just resources of golden apples uh, to to survive an onslaught of attacks is is the most important and, and helpful strategy to have uh, above all else. Uh, but that I think is, you know, I don't know how that applies as much in a normal UHC. I mean, Anders does pretty well, and he gets a ton of gold. So maybe just ton of ton of oops, ton of gold. I'm trying to craft in the bench. I'm trying to break. No, no, Wolfie. No, no, Wolfie. No, no, Wolfie. All right. So, yeah, I don't you're asking the wrong person, I'm afraid. Uh I mean with the first UHC almost winning it, I think it's just cuz nobody else knew what they were doing. Everybody thought, you know, like Good has said that he thought it was going to be like, oh, we're going to take a break today and we'll continue recording. He thought it was going to be like a whole on let's play situation. He didn't know that it was going to end in the same day. Uh, so I, I kind of went in with that, like, yeah, we need to get moving. We no, no settling down, just keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. So keep moving is also another uh, aspect of it, I think. Keep moving to different locations, uh, I guess. But then again, <laughs> I, I've not won your any standard UHCs, unfortunately yet. And of course, now that when 1.9 comes out, strategies are out the door. And uh, it's all completely gone. I'm sure in that case, it looks like PVE is going to be a major situation. Which I'm looking, I'm kind of, I, I don't like the new combat mechanics. 
but the fact that PvE, you know, is going to be more of a problem, where in the past half a dozen or dozen uh, UHCs, uh, you know, it's kind of like, well, why are, why, why are these mobs even here? They're not even affecting us at all, and it just ends up being PvP stuff. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to the game being harder on people than people being hard on people, I guess. That's, that could be interesting. Uh, it's probably going to be hard on me, too, because I'm not used to and I'm not familiar with at all the new combat mechanics in, in Minecraft 1.9. Bill asks, uh, Bill had a whole thing about how he got a new puppy and blah 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 blah, uh, perhaps a bit of a, a stinker. Uh, Bill asks, did you have any trouble spots with Eva? Does she have any personality traits that can be challenging at times? Very lucky, I feel very lucky with Eva, specifically a an adopted, a, a rescue dog, quote-unquote. Wasn't She wasn't a stray dog. Uh, so that comes with some more assurances, uh, which I'm not trying to dissuade anybody otherwise to to, to not adopt uh, a rescue dog or anything like that. But uh, very lucky, especially as a first dog. I never owned a dog, so I was a little bit nervous about the whole training obedience scenario. She pretty much came well-trained. She knew sit and uh, she's, you know, as a cattle dog, very smart. She knows all the words like outside. She knows it's time to go outside. Uh, she knows... Well, I'm not gonna say them. I don't know where she is, honestly. Oh, she's across. So she, she's under the desk, so... You know, things like... Frisbee. And, uh... Hungry. She she responds to and knows what that means is coming up, or what I want to happen. Uh, the only trouble spot, I think, is other dogs. Loves other people. Uh, although she can, she's starting to turn into a little bit of a territorial uh, kind of guard dog in that one. The doorbell rings, as I mentioned before, bark, 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 bark. Uh, or she sees anything awry or hears any sound that means humans are, are you know, un un unknown or uninvited guests may be around. Uh, but uh, other other dogs is the, the main problem. And that's a thing I'm not sure how to address. Uh, it could have been... She's a very small dog for a cattle dog. Perhaps in the pack, quote-unquote, she grew up with. Uh, she was perhaps a bit perhaps picked on or bullied or, or cast aside, so she's she's come to kind of be defensive or feel threatened uh, by other dogs uh, as opposed to humans. Just the, nub, the nub wags out of control and very happy, and she'll run and get a toy. No matter who you are, she'll run and get a toy, and she's like, all right, new person to play with. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So... Yeah, the uh, just the other dogs. She's not aggressive towards them either. She just, uh, I think she just gets nervous and defensive. Uh, she'll take to hiding behind me more so than going towards. Although certain dogs that bark from the other sides of fences, she'll kind of like, kind of poke at, not poke at, but like kind of go towards. I'm like, no, no, let's calm down now. Uh, she just... Uh, she she doesn't make the right body language, I think, and then that sets off the other dog, and then problems can happen. Like, her, she flares up, she gets the mohawk, her ears are pointed forward. Uh, again, not really aggressive. Doesn't show teeth, really, ever. No, she doesn't show teeth, uh, unless it comes down to it, which it has a couple times. Uh, but, uh, you know, not off the bat. I mean, but then in some situations, like dropping her off at the 
at the doggy hotel when I go away to conventions or whatever, get reports back. Oh yeah, she made a friend. She's hanging around with this dog and she's playful and she's doing fine. And they they say, well, you know, it's because they're not around their owners or whatever that they they stop being defensive or whatever, and they kind of maybe latch on to another uh, leader or something. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know if there's a way to particularly train that out. Uh, I don't know anybody else with a dog that I could like slowly introduce to to try to get used to on a regular basis. Uh, dog parks kind of bother me as as a human with the other humans, so I guess we have something in common there. I don't really want to go to a dog park and have to talk to other dog people, <laughs> not to them. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It's not a huge concern. I mean, it's much better than having a dog that's not friendly around humans. Uh, that could get really problematic. But uh, yeah, that's really the only thing. I mean, when we first uh, got her, a few accidents in the house, but uh, it was just nerves and getting used to. And then you know, now she's she's done uh, quite well with with the uh, the potty training, as it were. She came pre pre trained pretty much. Uh, so yeah. Ah, let's see here. Jonas from Germany asks. Oh, where'd it go? I lost your question, Jonas. Jonas, where are you? Come back. Wait, where are where? I, oh yeah, there it is. You mentioned reading web comics. You mentioned reading web comics uh, in a previous episode. Which ones do you subscribe to? I, for one, enjoy XKCD. That's one I subscribe to. Uh, surprise! Uh, surprise! I subscribe to Penny Arcade, of course. Uh, Saturday morning breakfast cereal. Uh, which is good. Not many others, honestly. Um, I did subscribe to Toothpaste for Dinner. I'm not sure he's... is he still making that webcomic? Um, but I haven't anymore. I th you know, a lot of times I've stopped subscribing to things in my uh, feed reader when they stop delivering the feed. And you have to like click through to view on their website, which I understand because the, their website's where the ads are that they get views on. Uh, but since I just like to page through my reader, whenever that happens to a feed, uh, I kind of just abandon it. Unfortunately, is kind of the way I, I I work, I guess. But yeah, those are the main ones. I can't. I'm sure I'm subscribed to other ones. Come on, I. <laughs> but I can't think of them off the top of my head. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I still have like a handful other questions here, so if you did ask between the last and this episode, worry not, you're on the list. We will get to you uh, soon, and I do appreciate all those donations and uh, getting us up to $23,000 for Child's Play Charity. Oh, I need a shovel. Uh, that's a problem. Quickly now, must faster, must, must faster, must go faster. Boop, I said boop, boop it. There we go. Alright, so yeah, let's make the end of the episode hidey hole here. Remember, we're trying to raise, I was trying to say, we're trying to raise $60,000 this season, season six of Far Lands or Busts. When we finally do reach that $60,000 is when I schedule and hold the finale flabathon. When I finally press F3 to see how far we've gone. Not being tempted to press F3 to see what the heck is going on with those weird freezes. Yeah, I don't know. It turned out fine, I guess. I don't know if that's just something uh, unrelated or... 
perhaps I gotta check to make sure there's no app. Well, no, it was happening. It was happening on the old computer randomly too, wasn't it? Huh? It just might be something with the since the save is so no, but that shouldn't matter because it doesn't load up the entire map. It just loads up the the local chunks that are being generated. Huh? So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure this doesn't this version have a memory leak as well. So we've got a lot of crazy variables to consider. Uh, and, and and hopefully they don't become too problematic. Seem seem to have survived this one without restarting the recording. So I do appreciate you for following along. And like I said, all these donations, getting all these questions in, giving me something to talk about on my long journey here. Thank you so much for watching. My name is Kurt. I will see you. Ooh, voice crack. Next time. <laughs> That kid's looking a little purple in the face.